Hello, and welcome back to Battle Plan, a podcast focused on spiritual warfare. I'm Steve Hemphill. My website is active-faith.org. My email is stevehemphill1, that's the number one, at me.com. In the last episode, we talked about the restored earth details. Today, we're going to cover the new earth details, which is earth number five of the five earths in scripture. Personally, I've, I've never heard a sermon on new earth, but there are three main passages about it in scripture. One is in the Old Testament and two are in the new. Let's begin there. Uh, Isaiah 65, 17. By the way, there's a lot of other details given in that passage in Isaiah, but this one in verse 17 says, look, I'm creating new heavens and a new earth, and no one will even think about the old ones anymore. So God revealed here through Isaiah that new earth will be so wonderful that when we experience it, we will never even think about the old ones anymore. Notice it says ones, the old ones, not the old one, which is even more evidence that my deduction about the five earths in scripture uh, fits biblically. Uh, the first New Testament verse uh, where new earth is discussed is 2 Peter 3, verse 13. NLT, it says, we're looking forward to the new heavens and new earth. He has promised a world filled with God's righteousness. Every story in the newspaper is a good story. Every event is a good event. Everything is good. It's filled with righteousness. So God promised a new earth and it'll be filled with righteousness. Now that is a place I can get excited about. How about you? Then we have the last two chapters in the Bible that give even more details about new earth, Revelation 21 and 22. In Revelation 21.1 NLT, it says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared and the sea was also gone. So in the new earth, there's no more sea or oceans, I believe. Uh, remember that the, the flood brought down the water canopy that was above the sky. We talked about that in the post-flood earth and the cursed earth. So all the water that used to be above the sky is now on the surface. And I think that's why the, the water levels have risen. And I, I think that's why we see ruins of cities on the ocean floor in places. It's logical to consider that perhaps the original earth had lakes and rivers and lots of waterways, but no oceans. And it looks like that's exactly what we have on the new earth uh, coming one day also. Also, we note in Isaiah 65 verse 18 that God's creation is eternal. It says, be glad, rejoice forever in my creation. And look, I'll create Jerusalem as a place of happiness or people will be a source of joy. As we discussed the last time, the meek will inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth, Matthew 5, 5, NIV. And then it says in Psalm 37, the godly will live in the land forever. It says, turn from evil and do good, and you will live in the land forever, Psalm 37, verse 27, NLT. In fact, two verses later, it says the godly will own the land forever. Uh, the godly will possess the land and live there forever. Uh, at that time, it says that everyone on earth will know the Lord. They will not hurt or destroy anyone anywhere on my holy mountain. The world will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord like water covering the sea. Isaiah 11, verse 9, GWT. Also, the first part of that same verse says that everyone will be completely safe. They will not hurt or destroy anyone anywhere 
on my holy mountain. Note that God calls it his holy mountain. God's place is holy. It also says in Isaiah 40, verse 10, that Jesus is coming to rule. Uh, New Century Version words it like this. Look, the Lord God is coming with power to rule all the people. Look, he will bring reward for his people. He will have their payment with him. So he's coming, he's bringing our rewards, and Jesus will rule there on Mount Zion. This is Isaiah 24, verse 23, CEB. The moon will be diminished, the sun will fade, since the Lord of heavenly forces will rule on Mount Zion in Jerusalem, glorious before his elders. Also, we see that all crying will ultimately end, but rejoicing won't. Isaiah 65, verse 19, then I will rejoice over Jerusalem and be delighted with my people. There will never again be heard in that city the sounds of crying and sadness. And God's people will live on and on and on. Isaiah 65, verse 22, CEV, no one will take away their homes or vineyards. My chosen people will live to be as old as trees, and they'll enjoy what they've earned. God will then bless his people forever. Verse 23 of Isaiah 65 says, the work they do will be successful. Their children will not meet with disaster. I will bless them and their descendants for all time to come. Also, it teaches in verse 24 that he will answer every prayer. Yes, it says, I will answer them before they even call to me. While they're still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. It also teaches there in uh, Isaiah 65, verse 25, that the uh, animals are going to revert to the pre-flood status where we don't have any meat eaters. It says the wolf and the lamb will feed together. The lamb will eat hay. The lion will eat hay like a cow, but snakes will eat dust. In those days, no one will be heard or destroyed on my holy mountain. Now the Lord has spoken. It also teaches in Zechariah 9, verse 10, GWT, that Messiah is going to bring peace. It says he will make sure there are no chariots in Ephraim or war horses in Jerusalem. There will be no battle bows. He will announce peace to the nations. He will rule from sea to sea and from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. So wars will all end and Jesus will rule the world. We will also have food and fellowship, which is taught in Matthew 8, verses 11 uh, there, GWT. I can guarantee that many will come from all over the world. They will eat with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Then it says our eternal rewards will be tied to our earthly faithfulness. Luke 19, 17 to 19, NCV says, the king said to the servant, excellent, you're a good servant. Since I can trust you with small things, I will let you rule over 10 of my cities. The second servant said, sir, I've earned five coins with your one. The king said to that servant, you can rule over five cities. So the rewards and positions of authority he distributes will be appropriate for each person, but not equal. They'll be based on their deeds and accomplishments. God promised to give Jesus the universe as his inheritance, not just the people. Hebrews 1 verse 2 NCV says, God has chosen his son to own all things, and through him he made the world. So it's a discussion of creation and all the planets in the world and, and, and everything he made, and he, he planned to give it to his son as an inheritance. So it looks like New Jerusalem will be the capital city of New Earth. It says in Revelation 21, 2, and I saw the holy city, the New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. 
And then it teaches that God will live with his people. Revelation 21, 3, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. What an awesome picture of God and Jesus present and ruling with us on the eternal new earth that is much larger than the current earth. That is an eternity I can get excited about. How about you? So in light of today's thoughts, let me suggest that part of your personal battle plan might be to develop the talents God has given you to their fullest so you can maximize your eternal place with God and please him fully. Again, you can visit our website at active-faith.org. You can donate to the ministry if you like. Uh, Thank you for helping with that. See you next time on Battle Plan. We're going to cover a former witch called. Can't wait to share this story with you. Let me remind you to keep praying because prayer works. God loves you and I love you. Have a great day.